Hey, everybody, you're listening to NC Shop Talk brought to you by NC Carpet Binding. I'm your host, Mal Mayer. If you want to learn from some of the most innovative people in the industry and laugh a ton, then this show is for you. So let's get started. What's happening, kids? We're back again for another episode of NC Shop Talk. I felt like it was a good idea to come on and go over some things. Um, we're in August and getting closer towards the end of the year, more and more. Our next guest and I have been talking over the last month or so, so we figured we'd go on together. I really want to get his take on some things, a little bit of back and forth between the two of us, what's happening in the industry, and of course, his shop. This guy really needs no introduction. NC Shop Talk welcomes back Shannon Walters of Interiors by Shannon. Round two, baby. Thank you for having me again. Round two. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me again, Mal. Appreciate it. I appreciate you doing all this. You know, there's so much to go over, but we both agree we're going to try and keep this natural and just let it flow. So I'm going to bring a couple of topics up and we'll just shoot from the hip on it. First things first, Shannon's got three new cars headed to his shop as we speak. Uh, Before we get into that, let's tackle a few other things. So I gave you a little teaser. Sorry (laughs) about that, kids. There's a huge change to... This year's NC Auto Interior of the Year contest. And it's already off and running. We got about seven or eight entries after a day or so. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. I just, the, the other format just got a little tired. And it kind of, I, I don't know if they didn't run out of steam per se, but it just wasn't what it was the first three years. This time, the rules are all different. We have, first of all, instead of being September cutoff, we have December 23rd to get your entries in. And as you know, we all agreed that the change is going to be this new Young Guns Challenge. So the auto interior contest is going to focus on some young guys and some guys with, you know, less experience. What do you think about it, Shannon? I think it's a great idea. You know, everybody needs a chance. And it's it's hard to go against an established shop, especially somebody that has the, you know, a lot of these guys have the machines and stuff these days, and it's hard to compete with especially when you're just starting out and there, there's so much talent on, on both ends. I think it's a great idea to have the younger people flex their muscle a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. And we were in lockstep on this um, kind of when we brought it up and, and really, I don't know if you remember a while ago, but you're like, wow, there's so many guys out there that are not well known that should be. And, you know, we rattled off a few names back and forth and some, you were bringing up some young guys, literally young guys that are up and comers and had a lot of talent and they should get more notoriety. And I couldn't agree more. And I think this platform, you know, should do that. You know, it should be a big supporter of young talent. Um, You've been a big supporter of young talent. You've always helped people. You've always been one of the, you know, the, uh, you know, the industry guys that one of the guys, main guys in the industry that, that a lot of young guys and even older guys rely on for help as far as tips, help, texting young guys, texting older guys, advice when they get stuck. You know, you never had to do all that. Why are you always so inclined to help out the industry? I'm I'm even, I even try to help find somebody, a place to go when I can't get to the job. That's just the way I am. I've always been that way. And I always try to answer questions when people have questions. Do I miss a few every now and then? I do. You know, I believe I do. But if I've missed your question before, just send it to me again, maybe in a different format. Uh, I don't do much email anymore. I'm just mainly, uh, you know, cell phone call, text. Uh, I'll do Facebook Messenger and Instagram uh, direct message. Yeah, I noticed you, you have not been into the emails for a while, but the uh, there's so many guys out there that just need a chance. And I think that's the biggest why with this contest. You know, a lot of these guys just getting their their start, or like you said, you nailed it, you know, trying to do complete interiors, enter a contest and try to win it, going against the likes of a Gabe's or the RMD garages of the world. That's that's you know, that's kind of a tough fight. Guys that have been around forever, they're well healed with equipment, they're well healed with automation. Um, this format being more specific is for guys doing complete interiors for five years or less. I mean, you could be 60, but if you only started complete interior fab, say a year ago or two years ago, you know, get your entries in 
And I'm, I mean, I've had right. a couple of guys message me and say, Hey Mal, you know, I've kind of been doing it for like eight years, but I only had did one car ever. I said, get your entry in. I'm going to let it in. So, you know, a little bit of leeway here. Well, every, everybody's got a little bit of growing pains, Yeah, but it's, it's, it kind of, it kind of needs to be to where you started doing full interiors, I guess, you know, because, you know, some people probably, probably did a general upholstery a little bit more, but may, maybe they, they can be just a, you know, just a slight, uh, little thing in there to, you know, to get them to when they were building full interiors. Cause, uh, I, I know, I know a few guys that just started, uh, far as being on their own and uh they doing some some mind-blowing stuff already yeah and maybe you maybe know? someone's afraid of you know doing a headliner and it you know it sets them back two years maybe someone's never done dash clusters before and you know it, you know the audio side of it and wiring so there's guys probably out there that started an interior 10 years ago and they're you know they're not even a third of the way done it's just the way it goes so we're definitely right. open-minded to the entries um you know, another point you brought up, which I thought was interesting, you said, you know, these car shows and contests and these big, big, big events, they cater to the big shops. They want the big shops to they win. Do. Why? They do. I mean, I agree. I mean, I agree. I mean, I see the point. I, I get it. But I, I feel like some of these shows should have like a pros, a pros class and maybe a builder's class. Or a home, I mean, you can't really say home built because it could still be a shop that's building high end cars, but maybe that they're they're not in the notoriety as much yeah. as as the big dogs that's in the industry, and it's hard. It's just hard to uh, you know, to to compete with those. You know, sorry, I couldn't get out yeah, of my mouth. You're right. There there should be classes. Yeah, you know, you know one 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 of the big shows that's uh, you know, we talked about yesterday that uh you had never heard of is in pigeon force tennessee it's called uh, shades of the past yes and uh actually uh some people might not be aware but i i just recently was uh brought this up and realized that this is going to be their last show uh the show right now is in dollywood splash country which is a water park in pigeon force tennessee and uh from what i understand they're not re renewing their lease for the parking lot, I think they're going to stay open a little longer during the year. So, uh, I think some of the guys, I know, I know some of the guys are older and, uh, I can see them pulling back and I, I understand it. I get yeah. it. Uh, but, uh, that's a really good show. And, uh, you can actually, if you go to shades of the past.com, the show's called the last roundup, you know, because, you know, uh, pigeon forwards is like a, a, uh, mountain country, panama city you know it's it's you know it's real uh family friendly place okay you know it's it's real neat and they do and they do have uh bears up there in the smoky mountains <laughs> yeah, yes no they thanks. do um, <laughs> <laughs> but i mean is it a big show was there always a million cars oh there, it's or? a big show it's a big show and uh top 25 is like you know if you get top 25 that's that's the bee's knees and it's of the show it's set to be terminated this is the last this year last, they're yeah Last year, far as I know, unless unless they come up with something, uh, Pigeon Fours just don't have a a place to have it that's big enough again. The, it actually started out in a in a, a a guy's field in the back forty, so all these cars were in basically in a hay field, hmm. you know. And uh, then it then they moved to this uh, Splash Country parking lot, and I think they've been there for about ten years, but uh you were asking me about shows in Alabama. There's not really any, you know, you got a uh, battle at Bama. I, I might be saying that wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry if I, in uh Bama coast cruise, which is down in orange beach. I've, I haven't been to either one of those before, but I, I wish, I wish good guys would have a, a show at Talladega. I think that would be an awesome place to have a, to have a car show. Well, I mean, Someone's got to be able to rescue it, salvage it. I mean, the, the framework's there. It's been around forever. I'm sure, you know, COVID yeah. put a dent in it, but uh, it's obviously coming back. I mean, the first thing that came to mind for me is, I, I mean, I don't know if this putting him on the spot would probably kill me, but I don't know. You're familiar with Gil from Speed and Design. Mm. That guy's got his hand. I mean, he's a true businessman. He's got his hand on a million things. He's a monster. A lot of guys don't realize it, but Gil from right. Speed and Design is, to me, capable of anything. Um, he does some manufacturing. He's got, of course, his, 
you know, his shop and interiors and motors and everything else. But uh, someone like him maybe could step in if he has the passion for him. Heck, maybe Gil goes to it. I don't know. Um, I mean, he's in Tennessee. That's the first thing that came to mind for me was Gil. Uh, I could see someone like Gil and someone like Shane just stepping in, taking over that show and, you know, keeping that tradition alive. You know, maybe you can, you know, help them do it. You know, some of the guys put them in contact with them because, you know, you know, Gil's right there. Gil, I think Gil's in Nashville. This show's close, close to Knoxville. Uh, Pigeon Forge is right above Knoxville, but uh, they they do have other shows there in in uh, Pigeon Forge. It's just a smaller venue, and and they they have grounds for that. It's just not big enough for this other one. Yeah, you know. Well, I don't know. Uh, Hopefully, it doesn't die. I don't like seeing like yeah. things like that die. It's just old school, wholesome you know, good things happening. Uh, I know a lot of the guys go to Ohio, the big Ohio show and, um, the big event in Kentucky just happened. You know, and these car shows are, you know, they're, they're revered and treasured. I'm sure this is the same thing. Uh, speaking of shows, are y'all, are y'all going to, uh, SEMA Are y'all, are y'all not showing at SEMA this year? Are you? Well, we're pretty sure we're not going to exhibit there. It just, you know, getting into all the reasons it's, it's difficult. Right. I'm definitely going to be there. If you're a trimmer and you're in town, um, you know, whether we're exhibiting or not right now, we're not, if I do, it's going to be last minute just because last year, you know, everyone essentially punted last minute and I, it forced me to punt. I had no choice. So it was, you know, half our deposit, $10,000 right down the drain. And, um, well, our whole deposit, I should say right down the drain and, uh, you know, there's no getting it back. So they're leaving you a little choice. If the whole COVID nonsense flares up again, then you know, we're essentially, we're screwed. You're out of that money after June. And really there's no recourse to get your money back. And, you know, that's a lot of money for a small company. It's a lot of money for a big company. I don't want to lose it again. So yeah, there's no, there's you. no protection there. There's just none. Um, I understand that, man. I can understand both sides, you know, nothing against, you know, SEMA, they got their policies. It is what it is. And life goes on and, you know, we all take losses, but uh, I don't want to take another $10,000 loss. That's for sure. And see, people don't realize that, uh, you you actually keep the machines there, yeah. And uh, in that area, you're not shipping them back and forth. So you have you you have them in a mini warehouse out there that you're paying money for that every yep. month. So it's been three years of paying you know? storage monthly to keep all that without exhibiting at SEMA. Yep, you're right. Dead, you know, know, I mean, twenty 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 one. I don't know. Twenty twenty two is not looking too pretty because they have not changed their policy. But uh, one good thing for sure, if we're not exhibiting, I'm still going. Um, and I plan on having a industry party, trimmers party. If you're a trimmer in the industry, car builder, et cetera. Um, so I'm trying to lock, I'm in the process of locking that down now. It'll be on day two at night. So if you're there, you just got to contact me so I can vet who you are, get you an invitation and you can come in. And, um, so we'll be doing that. Just hanging out. I already got a couple of guys that said, I'm definitely coming and we'll see you there. And it's okay, great. You know, um, so that's pretty much it for the SEMA stuff. You know, my grandfather, going back to what we were talking about before with that contest, and it just resonates. I mean, my grandfather and uncle came out of World War II. They were the most giving guys alive. You know, I've said it before on some of the podcasts and different things. It is our 75th anniversary, but they were generous to a fault. Guys who needed help, they'd help them. You know, guys that needed time to pay a bill, they gave them that time to pay that bill. Um, guys that wanted to, but forgetting that launching essentially their, their career. Hey, Mal, Hey, Joe, I need a machine. You know, can you help me? I just don't have the money. Okay. So they help careers and shops get off the ground. Mm-hmm. And I, not a big parallel, but a small parallel, this contest, this could be exposure for some young guys catapult a few. Those are the kind of things I'm seeing in it as far as giving back and, you know, putting this contest on. And I just hope it's a blessing to somebody out there, not just a winner, just some guys that, you know, get some notoriety and get seen. If nothing else, it'll, it'll give some people a way to network that maybe not have recognized each other on social media before. Yeah. And they can network and they can, and they can jump ideas. I mean, uh, back, back before social media really got big, you know, I said on my last podcast, you know, I was, uh, Darren Cutter and I used to talk Cutter's, custom stitching a lot and we'd come up with more ideas on the telephone than, than you could imagine. Yeah, that's very you know? true. 
mean, you helped me with the thought press on, on, on certain things. And we all think different, you know, whether I'm talking to you or, you know, bucks or whoever, it just, you know, makes your brain work different, which is, which is a good thing. Uh, one of my closest friends is couldn't be more opposite than me, but he makes me think. And, you know, I make him think, I don't think he listens to me ever, but we make, we, de- he definitely makes me think I could tell you that. Uh, Cause he just has a different take and a different view. There was a ton of questions from the audience. You made a brief post and I know you're taking it down. You know, just because it was an, you know, just a question with yeah, a, they don't need to be up. Yeah. So, and I got a bunch of them too. Yeah. So yeah. let me get, let me uh, just to get it, get this out in the open. Hopefully nobody gets upset with us. I mean, there must have been 20, 30 something questions altogether. There's no I way we can cover them all. I think there were, I think there was 11. I yeah. Think. I got a bunch. So, yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch of them uh, when they heard you were coming on. And, oh, you got some, you got some also, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just said I got a bunch of them that I had, and they, but a lot of them will repeat to the first episode when you're on with us last year. So I'm not going to repeat those. Hope you guys aren't upset. And obviously, we can't get to all the questions. Um, but let me do the first one. And this is a pretty layup, easy one. Daniel Paul wants to know what glue or adhesive do you use? I've always used the Wellwood Natural. I like the five gallon. Uh, Man, I used to buy that stuff for like 40 bucks. And now I went and got some uh, last week and it was $170. Oh my dear God. It's terrible. Got to have it though. I got, I got, if anything, if it goes $360, I got to have, have it. it. They got you no know, choice. I got to have yeah. it. Yeah. No, this, so. The inflation and some of it's for a lot of it's forced. Like I could tell you this much without giving away names, but I, you know, once in a while I'll go to our, some of our competitors' websites and just look around and see what's happening. And we know what we're paying for certain things that we have to resell, you know, as far as supplies go, right. there's some major, I'm not talking minuscule, major price gouging going on, on certain things. And it's, it's upsetting. So on top of us all being pressed with more cost and inflation and what's been happening in the last you know year or so, people are taking advantage of it and raising, Oh, sorry. It is what it is. No, 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 it's yeah. not. We were on the inside. We see what costs of these things are. And, uh, that that's upsetting to me. That, I guess that's another story for another day, but, um, that's right. Yeah, that's on more on the carpet side. I'm seeing, cause I have more, you know, insight to that. And we sell so much more product for the carpet end. Um, okay. Brandon Deschner, um, wants to know if you were apprenticed at all or strictly self-taught. I went to furniture school for two years and I, I was able to do a few cars for the, like the, the auto teacher there. I actually done the truck seat for one of my teachers. So I guess that was, that was pretty cool. You know, with a teacher trust you to do her, her Ford Ranger truck seat. Yeah. You told me that. And there was a couple of cars I was able to do. Yeah. But there's no one that showed you how to do car interiors. No, 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 sir. Just uh Sid Shaver videos, uh, that Ron Mongus. Yep. That Mangus, Mangus, Mangus yep. I'm sorry. Uh, he, uh, he had his how-to books and that was about that was it, it back there then. There was no YouTube, none of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no Man, they, to call got so many, and, and, and just, and just being able to visit, yep. just being able to visit with each other on social media these days is makes it is, so easy. I mean, deal. I hop on FaceTime oh, to yeah. help a customer or learn something. You're done in five minutes, you know? Right. This one is big. So we'll probably camp out here for a while because I know it's something you and I have discussed. Uh, Rick at Stitchworks in Idaho wants to know your thoughts as much as I do and vice versa, the way everyone's thinking about it, about these electric vehicles. Um, I, I don't want to expand. You go. What, I mean, what, do you, what, what comes to mind when you first start thinking about it? I'm going to try to uh, answer this in the way that I would if you were standing in my shop and I was talking to you. I don't think it's going to be an answer that you're going to expect. But uh, electric cars make sense when you can drive them down the road and they charge themselves. I, I think a lot of technology has been suppressed from us. You know, uh, you know. I mean, it's going on right now. Prices. I mean, it's, it's, as soon as you get a little ahead, the prices raise, and then you're back yeah. where you were. You know, so really and truly, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making more. You're, you're, yeah, you're making more money. You're making more money, but no, you're not making more money. No, because that's just the way it is. So. And, and, and you can look up Tesla Towers in Texas, like Tesla Towers, Texas on YouTube, and you can actually see where there's some 
in Texas, but I believe the wrong people are in DC right now to not let this happen. So, you know, it's entirely possible. I mean, the, the whole electric vehicle agenda, we all better get used to it because it's been pushed on us and it's really, it's already a reality. Um, I just saw the, the electric Dodge charger, the new one that they're, they're apparently coming out with. I don't know if it's a prototype, but I just saw it hunting around on Instagram earlier and I just shook my head. I'm thinking like, there's no way around this thing. It's, it's coming more and more every day. What I don't get is where all the energy saving is, uh, what's going to happen with these batteries when people have to go for fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to replace them. I don't know. I, that's what I want to see. They're building, uh, one of the largest graphene. I, I think it's called graphene plants like five miles from me behind my wife's office in Kelton, Alabama. Oh, wow. One thing that bothers me more than anything else, and this is all, you know, going, I don't want to go too political here, but we've had this thing where the, the, the gas crisis and prices are going up four or $5 a gallon. It's starting to, you know, recede back down now, which you know, great, you know, eight months later, the damage is done, but um, you have an abundance of oil in this country, not only in reserves, but underground that would put our economy to work. You build all the electric vehicles you want, do whatever the heck you want, but why make people suffer? The, the why is real easy. You're scaring the population over a long period of time into the thought of, oh my dear God, I don't want to deal with $5 a gallon gas. I don't want to deal with $450, $475, $6, whatever the case. So you're reconditioning an entire society to be fearful of gas prices. All the while, you can control it. You're the biggest market in the world. We have gas here, we have oil reserves here, and we have land that we can tap into to get more with the pipelines and everything else in place. So it's just a big fear tactic. Maybe it's good for the world. Maybe it's good for the economy. I'm open-minded. I'm not you know, dead set against it. But the way that the government's gone about it is, 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 is so clear. You know, and if you don't see it, you're a fool. Control is what it is. Control and fear. And as soon as, as soon as you get ahead or you get that raise, <laughs> they raise it on their end. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, let's change gears before we both get upset. Okay, Manny Soto uh, on Instagram posed this question. He wants to know, I know this is a tough one and every car is going to vary, but if you could ballpark it, um, maybe your last build, how long, hours-wise, does it typically take you to build a complete interior? Uh, most, of, most of my builds are 500 plus hours. Okay. You know, it just counts on what's to, what's to be done. You know, you know, 550 and up, you know, so that's, that's probably where I'd be on that. It's, it's a lot of hours. I'm a one man band, you know, and I honestly, I don't get out here and try to work 16 hours a day. I just don't. And, and I don't plan to, yeah. you know, I like to, to go in and, and rest and be around my wife and, and eat dinner and, and, uh, I'll come out here and hit it the next day. I'm just not, I'm just not one of those guys that burns a midnight oil. I'm just not, you know? Yeah. Well, you burn the weekend oil too. Cause I've talked to you on yeah. Saturdays and Sundays when you're working. So let's not pretend like you're yeah. not working, but you have a better way of going about it than a lot of guys do. A lot of guys are just, you know, 24, seven round the clock, beating up their body, hammering energy drinks, and it's not good for you. And sometimes you have no choice. You know, we've all been in a spot where we have deadlines or things to do. And, you know, it's not easy, but, uh, you know, I just, I've always stuck, I've always stuck to my guns and, and done full builds, even, even from the start, you know, uh, that's just, that's just what I did. That's what I made up my mind to do. And that's what I did. And I was, I was lucky enough to, once I started, I yeah. stayed busy, you know, so I've been busy since I started now are there, there are a whole lot more detailed than they were back then. You know, I, I'm still, I'm proud of my, my, the, the stuff I did early on, uh, real proud of it. You know, that's what got me started, but everything, everything just keeps getting fancier and fancier and nicer and nicer. So you gotta, you kind of got to keep up with it, but I've, I just do me, you know, I'm not trying to exactly. be anybody else. I just do me. Okay. Eric Fuentes of new vision upholstery wants to know what the most challenging part about your Camaro interior was that you just completed. Top stitch interiors had helped me help me with the trim in that car. The the aluminum trim mm -hmm. and that trim kicked my butt. 
I don't know how many hours I had in that trim by the time I fit it to the doors and then took it off and sanded it and polished it and sanded it and polished it a couple of different times. I just feel like that trim was, was one of the biggest, uh, deals in that car. And it, and it, it had a lot of raised edge or 3d doors or whatever you like to call them. Uh, it was a lot of work that, that car was, there was, there was big hours in that car and I'm proud of it. It, it really t- turned out good. I'm proud, you know, basically the interior is black and gray, but it was black and gray. And then it had, uh, the, the perforated gray, and then it had the aluminum. So you have four different materials on just most of the panels through the whole car. And it mm-hmm. just ate up a bunch of time. A lot of work. Why, and, did, uh, the, why did that tr- particular trim drive you crazy? Was it just the material? Was it the thickness? Yeah, I think the material, uh, the material didn't polish out as good as I wanted it to. And, uh, you know, uh, I ended up going and, and, and getting some uh, sanding pads for my for my handheld DA. And that's what really moved it along. But uh, you, you don't realize that people don't realize that the edges have to be polished too. You're not just polishing the face, you know? So it, it, that trim just kicked my butt through the whole build because it's on mm-hmm. the back panels and everything. So, yeah. you know, uh, I'm not wanting to do any wide trim again right away. And I'm glad the next car is solid black interior 63 impala solid black interior so it's kind of nice not to do a two-tone okay after, so the, after your next uh, one is a 63 on impala. yeah it's a 63 post okay and, uh it'll be it's the car's black and the interior will be black and then uh there's a 57 that that car is from georgia uh there's a 57 here from louisiana that just showed up it looks like a dodge viper silver color on the car uh it'll have a black top and a bright red interior and then another car is coming on the 26 the guy wants to go ahead and bring it it's a 66 impala from miami uh dark blue beautiful dark blue uh they did all the the ls4 and all they painted it gold so i think he's gonna do a rusty color you know the rusty color tan that's real popular yeah to kind of match the gold like, the the, like a camel tan so, so, uh, yeah, I like the rusty tan, you know, you, you can go on my page and see some of them. They're kind of the baseball glove tan, maybe yeah. be the best way to explain it. Yeah. Uh, that'll look good with that dark blue. Okay. D- dial back the memory banks. I mean, it won't be hard for you. Um, but if anyone listened to the first podcast with you, you explained how your dad had the foresight 30 years ago, 30 years, you know, more than 30 years ago, seeing complete auto interiors being a real big one day. And he said, you said, essentially said to you, why don't you get into that? And, um, you did, where do you see industry trends heading right now? Any predictions in the short term, long-term future? What do you, what do you think? I mean, I just see people getting better and better, you know, uh, Technology is a big thing, but I, I'm just me, myself, personal. I'm just not a technology person. I just, I can do it. You know, I built my own website way back when I started. I, you know, don't anybody build my website up to de- Even today, nobody builds my website. I built my own website and I'm sure I could figure out the, the, the 3d printers and the CNC machines, but I just, I just don't, it just don't resonate with me. I would just rather hand build hot rod interiors and i and i understand that uh over time that that the machines will help you move along yeah. faster because once you get that certain car in the machine it will move along faster and i get that and, ma- and maybe some of these people down the road can can uh offer items you know for the cars uh i know that that uh jk interiors he he had posted to, to, well, today's the middle of August, but he had posted on his story, uh, all carpet trunk. And I believe it was in a Chevelle. And, uh, I was thinking that would be an awesome thing to sell, you know, that just pops in. So I don't, I don't really see myself going to the technology, you know, three cars a year and I'm busy. Yeah. If I can't get three cars a year, I need to quit what I'm doing. You know, well, so, I know they, they line yeah, up for you. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> my, 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 be... my most unfavorite thing is answering the phone. Cause I know I'm going to have to tell people no, 
you know, yeah, that's, was, that's not easy. It's yeah. really not. Um, okay. I don't know if you remember this, but I called you one, I think it was a Sunday morning and I got so excited. I saw one of your cars up for auction on Barrett Jackson and, um, yeah, I forget which car it was, but you won award. The, the car won awards. Of course, you would probably won interior for everything that was entered into, but um, it was sold to Barrett Jackson. And then there's the Mecham auctions and every other auction. And I can see, and I think there's a direct correlation between the cars selling for big money, the Tri Fives and other cars, you know, muscle cars, whatever the case, with these incredible high end interiors. I've seen it with Shane. Uh, I saw it with Buxy, other guys, you. Cars are going for a quarter million dollars. That ain't happening nowadays. That higher a car without having that interior being as nice as the exterior. I mean, that's kind of a big feather in your guy's cap. And uh, you're really helping these car owners sell their cars for a premium. Yeah. I mean, that guy, he had, he, I believe he did well on that car, but he still had a lot of money in the car. You know, yeah. he, he had a pile of money in the car and then, when it's completely finished, but, uh, it's, it's nice to see the owner, the 57 post that had, the uh, the car was burgundy and it That's had gray the on, the, on the fin. Good. So we yeah. did. Yeah. And then, it, and then it was, a, a gray and burgundy interior yep. and, uh, the car went to, it was Meekum. It wasn't Barrett Jackson. It was okay. Meekum. And, uh, the car brought to two thirty five, and then, uh, it's nice to see the owner has already taken it to the tri five show in Kentucky which was last weekend at this point and, uh, and was top five, which is huge, you know, to, to be in the top five at a show. Cause there's some super nice cars. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. That's big. That was a beautiful car. And to me, that wasn't even your best interior. I mean, I could pick 10 more. I like better than that one, but you still, obviously it's yours. It, it's incredible and flawless, but I mean, you're, you guys are the biggest point for me is you guys are helping these guys they're starting to notice like they were talking about a couple of the interiors on Barrett Jackson more than just, Oh, wow. What a pretty, uh, red interior. And then they stopped. Now they're actually, I actually heard them mention who's doing the interior sometimes in the write-up. So they're using you guys to sell the cars for more. And, uh, it's really nice to see it. Well, it's, it's, it's nice. Cause some people don't want to go through the, the building process. They would rather just find what they want and buy, especially if it's, hundred percent what they want, but even if you buy something and just change a few things on it, it's still, you know, most of the time it's a better bang for your buck than starting fresh, you know, but prices are getting up there with some of these builds, you know? Yeah. So they're starting to creep down now. It's definitely leveled off. Um, but no, it was just, it was super cool. I mean, you're starting to get some notoriety on the auctions and they're talking about the interiors, not just the exterior and what's under the hood. So a lot of the, over the years, I've been watching Barrett Jackson for a million years. Uh, ever since it started going on TV, I've always loved it. Meekum too, you know, even RM auctions, who was a customer of ours for a while. Um, always loved it. You know, auction sales are in our family blood. So I always was captivated by it. And, you know, the interiors were getting better and better. And But no one ever talked about them. They're starting to talk about them now. Yeah. I mean, it's got to feel, like I said, it's got to feel good for you guys. Um where do you see, I forget who asked me this, so forgive me if you're out there, but they wanted to know where you see interiors by Shannon five or 10 years from now. Like, do you see something different doing the same thing? Do you have different goals? I, I, th- I think I would still be building a similar product. Yeah. You know, uh, I just, you, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not 21 years old anymore. So I'm just, uh, I, I want, I want to build a nice product. I want to, you know, one one thing my sh- I've always done is I've I've always dealt with individuals, so e- even even most of the time when I when I deal with a car from a shop, I'm still dealing with the individual. Uh, you know, sometimes shops want you to to stop what you're doing and and work on their car right then. I'm just not able to do that by myself. I like I like to do the cars as they as they come in the shop because I just feel like that's the that's the the fair thing to do. I mean, even even right now, you know, my dad's close to finishing the car, but he he realizes that I have cars lined out of work through first, you know. And most of the time, it takes me about three cars to work a car in, you know, to to get it lined up. And and definitely definitely now, because by the end of August, I'll I'll have three cars in the shop and I only work at one at a time. So 
those other two will be sitting until I'm able to get yeah. to them. No, I know yeah. you you're big, you're big on that, which I like too. There was shops I've been in seven, eight cars, 10, 15 cars. I'm looking, how the hell I would three people are you working on? you know, 10, 12 cars. Oh, that's been here for 15 months. Uh, that drives me crazy. I, I can't deal with it. First of all, I'd lose my mind on a personal level, but second of all, just holding on to someone's car that long, you know? But I, I know, I know, I know one of the questions was that, you know, who I look up to. And I, I know I stated on the other one, I always, always enjoyed looking at Paul Atkins work and, uh, in Eminem and Eminem, Eminem helped me. I spent one day with Eminem. It's amazing what I learned in one day with him but uh I, I had talked to wayne uh i don't know it, it was before i got to camaro uh because uh i, I believe the car was going to go to eminem and uh i think eminem had lost one of their uh people uh, i believe i believe <laughs> they went to work for gooseby but anyway uh yeah he he told me that he said he said i want to he said shannon walters does it right he said i want to get down to two cars <laughs> and yeah it's a lot it's a lot less stress and i you know and 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 they're 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 not young anymore either you know so i could see them slowing down a little bit yeah wayne and pam are nice people i met them at sema 20 oh boy i don't know 2017 2018 they bought a long arm from us and you know i really haven't heard from them much since they're self-sufficient they obviously put out a great product i think i think they're kind of like me they're kind of to their self, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll see them post something every now and then or, or whatever, but they're just kind of, kind of like me to, and, uh, that's the way I am. I mean, you know, yourself, you, and, and unless you, unless you, uh, get in touch with me, sometimes you might not hear from me for a yeah, while. Yeah. It takes a while sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, we, I mean, I definitely different personalities. We've always gotten along great. I'm oh, obviously yeah. more outgoing and, you know, you're more reserved, but you know, the second I, uh, call you or text you. We always go back and forth for a while or we'll spend two hours on the phone just talking about whatever, which is we can nice. pick up where yeah. we left off last time. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to worry. My right. you know, my favorite friend, my closest friend now, you know, uh, two, three guys. And I'm usually the my closest friends, I'm usually the initiator of the conversation most of the time. Um my one close friend, Ross, different. He he's about 50-50 with him. He's always calling and checking in. So that's kind of cool. But, you know, two of my other closest friends they're you know, I'm, I'm the uh, instigator on in those conversations. So yeah, it is, it is what it is. You know, everyone's different. Everyone works different, but if you can pick up where you left off, you know, you got a great friend for life. That's, that's a good, you know, it's a good feeling. I, I like to treat people like they treat me. If, uh, if you do me right, I'll do you right. If you do me wrong, I'm done with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's pretty much how I am. But, uh, I think I remember, uh, Trey Trey's question. He he's in a he's in Oxford, Alabama. Shade Tree Shop. Yes, he's he's a, he's a new shop. Yeah, he's uh, a nice what, guy. What what question did he ask? He asked something about a a, a general upholstery shop versus a high end build shop or something. What did he? Oh ask? God, I don't know. Let me look it up. Hold on a sec. Was it on your page or mine? It was on my page. All right. Let's see. Shannon Shade Tree Shop. This is Trey. Are custom interiors or general automotive upholstery repairs a more stable income? Well, I would say that I would say that you you probably would do better if you have a storefront with with general repairs, actually. But you know, you 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 got to be in a location to where that's possible. Yeah, you got a volume. I, I'm I'm behind my house. You know, I work behind my house in a shop behind my house, so I don't have a storefront. And on top of that, I don't need people in and out all the time. Yeah. You know, when, when I, you know, within a year's time, I got like six cars going and leaving within a year's time because that's going and coming, you know, three or four cars. So I'm not really bothering anybody unless, unless you know, you got a blown car with, op with open headers. And that's, then that's happened before, but, you know, it's just a few minutes before they get it in the shop but uh yeah uh you know build building full interiors it, you're not you're not gonna make a killing you'll you'll make more money doing quick stuff i believe it's just my personal opinion yeah i think you that's know? the general consensus is right. quick hit stuff's gonna feed you really well you're not spending countless hours and 
I know, you know, if you're I know, a perfectionist, you're going to lose money a lot of times. So. I know uh, Florida boys kind of changed his way a little bit, and he's he's doing more of the kits and and stuff like that. And then he went into a shop with that where they're uh, they also have a wrapping service uh, to you know to wrap the vehicles. I think another guy's in with him now, but uh, uh, he's he's a good guy. I like him too. You know, like Trey. Yeah, he chats. He chats up with me and a lot of the guys back and forth on Instagram too. He seems like a lot of fun, pretty cool guy. What else? Is there anything else that I didn't bring up? Because, you know, like I said, we want to keep this casual and I just have a couple of, you know, random notes here. So we haven't, uh, I, you know, I got a few things that people ask about a lot. People ask about, uh, cup holders and, uh, they'd be surprised to know that most of the cup holders I've used down through my career are poker supplies. Like you like Las Vegas poker supplies. Yeah. Look up poker supplies, stainless cup holder, and do like an image search on Google. And uh you can find them now. Now the smaller ones, they don't really hold, you know, the big the big gulp drinks or anything like that. You yeah. know, they just hold more like a can. But uh like all these yetis. The yeti cup holders are the ones that are in demand now. It's like an act of Congress trying to, you know, fit them in these, the old school yeah. cup holders. Well, uh, Eddie Motorsports, they have some cup holders that are real nice. They've, they've got a lot of, a big selection and you can always, uh, look on eBay, uh, plastic, you know, you could type, you know, type in, uh, cup holders, stainless steel cup holders or aluminum cup holders or plastic, black plastic cup holders, whatever you're looking for. You just have to figure out how to look it up, you know? But uh, a lot of people asked about medallions, you know, uh, Chris Customs with a K. Uh, he he has a great selection of those. And uh, Clayton Machine Works, they have uh, door handles and trim. And then some of the trim I use is uh, I've got it from Backwater Interiors. And, yep, you mentioned uh, that in the last episode, Backwater, yep. And uh, Top Stitch Interiors, that, that he... Uh, Jerry and I has made real good friends here lately. He, he, uh, he sells, uh, what is that? Golly, I can't remember. Yeah. Jerry's been buying from us for a hundred years. Yeah. He, uh, he just came out with an armrest product. That's pretty neat. Uh, top stitch interiors. I think I tagged him in the Camaro door panel. Mm -hmm. You can, uh, he's in Missouri. Right. And, uh, if you go back and you look at the, the, uh, shifter bezel, and the Camaro I just finished, I had sent it to him and he had cut that out along with the trim for the, for the doors. And, uh, he had took the bezel and made like, there's one that's like this big. And then the next one's is a little smaller and the next one's a little smaller and there's like five or six of them and he's going to sell those. And I, I think that's a pretty neat product because you could buy those and you have, you could, you could buy two sets of those. And you have a matching pair, you could use them for speaker grills. You could use them for tweeter grills or uh, shift boots, whatever you could uh, wrap your mind around to use them for, you know. Yeah, you'll find Jerry, I think his handle is Top Stitch Interiors. Right. And his last name is Klitsch, K-L-I-C-H, topstitchinteriors.com. I'll try to post a picture of that stuff uh, around the time the podcast comes out. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, he's an old, he's an old timer. And, uh, you know, still going strong, has a shop and, you know, does a pretty good volume too. And he's got a little bit of everything. I mean, he's probably got three or four machines from us. I would say, you know, between regular machines, a binder or Skyver and all that stuff. So he's pretty well healed with the equipment. I know who the winner of your machines are now. That's junior boy. They got, they got the spread at the golf course. Oh yeah. No, he's, uh, that that's a great story and i need to get him on here one day to go through it i don't want to give away the whole story yeah but you need to everybody I mean, a lot of guys most guys know junior he you know built up his reputation in vegas with his own page and his own you know interiors but um vegas rat rides the tv show yeah. i think that's what it was called but no, that's where uh, he, just junior's upholstery but i didn't know vegas rat rods yeah no he, he he was on the tv show vegas rat rod oh yes 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 i'm thinking his handle sorry my brain is scrambled <laughs> what was so um, funny about yes. it until i met him i called him jr in my mind yeah. you know, i would call him jr i was like dang i always called you jr and it's junior I was like, He's like, I don't <laughs> as care. a result of you calling him jr that's what i called me say no junior's fine i'm like oh yeah. okay <laughs> i didn't know um met him at vegas that one year he came out you happen to be there and you know, you think he's going to be this, you know, boisterous guy. And 
Uh, he's just super quiet, unassuming, minds his business. Don't jack with him. I'm gonna tell you right now. Going, uh, going, back, you mess with. going um, back to the going back to the glue. Uh, one little tip I can give on the glue is uh, some sometimes that you're building a foam pack or something, and you got to set it down into uh, you know, say it has a ridge around it or something, and usually, you know, you would try to push that in there. And the foam wouldn't go in like you want it to because you've you've sprayed the glue and you've kind of let it set up. So just say just say you're you've you've made the foam to fit down into a a, a plastic tote. So you're you're trying to get your foam to go down to the plastic tote. Well, you let that set up and you try to push it in there. Well, it's going to get hung up on the edges trying to push it in there. But one of the things I found out. Uh, is if you'll spray your glue and make it really wet, I'm sorry, ad adhesive, you have to spray both sides. So you spray the foam and get it really wet, and then you spray what you're putting it into and get it wet. Put it in while it's wet. Don't let it set up. So it'll slide in there, and then it'll dry on its own later. But it, it helps it go down in the niche without without setting up and waiting, you know. Okay. And then on my on my covers, on my seat covers and stuff, you know, a lot of people ask, do I glue on the sofa home? And I always have. I think my sheet seat my seats have too much shape to not glue to the foam. Uh but uh one tip I can give on that is uh is once you glue it, you know, kind of stretch it a little bit, give it a gentle stretch and uh and put it to the side, try to put it to the side for like 24 hours. And that'll help with wrinkles. I ain't going to say it's going to stop them. You'll get them out easier once you put it on, but just kind of, you know, set it to the side. Uh, another thing I've kind of taught myself is, uh, uh, I know, I know, uh, JS interiors on, on the TV show, bitch and rides, he calls it marble ling where you can see the glue behind the leather. It's kind of like, you know, it, it kind of does a little raised edge. If the light hits it just right. You know, you can, you can see the, you can see the glue under the leather. When, when you spray the glue on the material, if you'll take something flat while it's wet and just, and just slide it across it. Like if you're spraying a, a piece for a seat, you spray it and just take something that's straight, like a piece of metal or a piece of cardboard or a piece of wood. And, and while it's laying on the table, you just take that and just smooth your glue down while it's wet. Smooth the glue while it's wet. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think I remember him showing that at his at his uh, the class that Justin does over there with Phil in in Salt Lake City, the bitch and stitching class. And uh, we had a big surprise plan one time. Maybe we should let the cat out of the bag because we never made it. But you were supposed to come out there and meet me two classes ago. It was a big surprise. Could have surprised Justin and Phil. And I was going to try to do that in Atlanta, and then uh, I can't remember what happened. I don't. Yeah. You got busy. Something happened in like a couple of weeks before. You just you're like, Mal, I can't do it. I just can't do I it. I don't know if I had got a cold or or something like that, but it actually snowed in Atlanta when when that class was going on. Yeah, we yeah. we ran, I ran the yeah. hell out of there, and a lot of the guys got stuck for like an extra day. <laughs> I think a lot of them were happy to get stuck. They had a ball. It, that that whole class is just forget the learning. I mean, you're. The learning is a no-brainer. I mean, you're everything's hands-on. You build your own seat, you build your own doors, but the camaraderie is just incredible. I, I really wanted yeah, you to I've, go. I've 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 made great friends. I and I, you know, going back and talking about pigeon forwards and bears, that that reminds me of of Todd Smith. He's the one that won the the what do you call it? The little shear thing you sell that's got the spin, you know, that you can cut stuff with. What do you call that? The electric shear. Was it the cutter? The 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 cutter. The cutter. Yeah, yeah, he cut, won the like, cut leather or carpet with it, the blue one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, uh, Todd, he ends up doing more truck seats than he does anything. But his wife was in Pigeon Forge at a meeting because they live close to there. And then an the elevator door opened and a bear come out of the elevator. Come on. Yep. And yep. they were there. Todd was there. His wife was there. No, no, he wasn't there. She was there on business. Oh, my God. You know, she, uh, she <laughs> <laughs> the, do we, the door opened. The we door grew up opened. with a family who yeah. raised a little bear. I guess it was a stray bear cub and they raised them. Um, we had a parents got a little itty bitty Pocono house and, you know, on a lake, my dad was always big into that, you know, into the lake and fishing. And so he got that for us when we were younger. 
So we're up there in the summers and this one family literally raised a bear cub and the bear would come there all the time, feed. And well, when that bear got full grown and he was the full grown black bear, he'd sit there out in the backyard and God is my witness. And I watched it with my own eyes a million times. Uh, Frank was his name. He'd go out there and he had a couple of things. He first had a ton of food, but he had this big bottle that he made huge, like a baby bottle, but enormous with a big nipple. And at the top of the nipple, a big old hole. And he would sit there to that day, full grown bear and feed that bear with a bottle. Cause he was used to feeding the baby, the bear with a bottle when he was little. And I don't know how the hell the bear survived on his own without, you know, he was just a cub and he would just come by himself and Frank would take care of him and they feed him and you know, he'd disappear for a month, come back, do whatever. But, uh, Till he was a full-grown bear, still getting fed with a bottle, wrapped his big old arms and those nails around Frank's body. It scared the, you know, scared the crap out of us. I mean, we were just little kids, like scared to death. <laughs> it was cool, but I was scared, like, whoa, my God, I hope Frank doesn't get eaten. Yeah, I mean, all it takes is one little thing for them to flip or yep. something change. That's it. Or or it's a different smell or something like that. And then, yeah. it's, then it's on. You know, you it know. was that was crazy. That was it was, it was something to see. I'll tell you that much, but, um, all right, buddy. Well, I had a good time. I hope you did. And hopefully this is going to help some guys and, uh, you know, just kind of let you know where we are and what's happening and what's new and, you know, get a little deeper into your shop and, you know, kind of what makes you tick with stuff. So I appreciate you coming on with us. Of course. Pleasure. I enjoyed it. It's it, but it's a good time. We always have fun talking. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. If you learned something new, and liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more NC Shop Talk. Do me a favor and help us grow this sucker. Share this show on your social media feeds and with anyone else who'd love to hear it. Thanks for giving us a listen. And until next time, remember to get out there and make it happen.